Hawks win an overtime thriller at State Farm Arena, taking down the Golden State Warriors 141-134 to for their fourth straight win. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, Hawks get a, another win, making it four straight. Um, this one over the Golden State Warriors in overtime. Uh, something I wanted to jump on really quick. Uh, Muhammad Gay, Sadiq Bey, Wesley Matthews, Vic Creechy all out. Um, Sadiq Bey turned his, game, uh, his ankle in the last game. So um, Garrison Matthews gets the start for the Hawks, and – you know, uh, it was one of those things where, uh, to be honest with you, Garrison didn't play much in this game, um, but it, it was definitely, uh, you know, his, his minutes were well needed. Um, for the overall feel of this game, though, man, this was a dogfight from the beginning to overtime. Um, it was a Steph Curry and Trey Young masterclass on both ends, and the Hawks find a way to win this one in overtime. Uh, overall, what what do you feel about this one? I feel like this has got to be up there for one of the games of the year, Tim, for, for the Hawks. Uh, one of the most exciting games to watch, especially if you were in the arena. Um, you know, I was sitting uh, near my TV, and, and it, was, it was just crazy watching that game. Uh, but overall, I really think the Hawks executed the game plan pretty well. And, and I'd like to think that uh, Atlanta – head coach Quinn Snyder, they didn't want a double step for the whole game because for the large part of the Warriors season, Steph has been great, but the rest of the guys have struggled to, to knock down shots and, and really score the ball at a consistent rate. I forget what the number is, but at a certain point of the season, Steph Curry was the only guy who had scored more than 20 points on his own team for, for a good chunk at the beginning of the year. And uh, they, that's kind of been the, the story of the Warriors season. And they let Steph go for 60, but in the end of the day, uh, the others didn't really didn't really shoot that well and climbed them into the game. I think think the Hawks executed that well. Yeah, and for me, I, man, I felt like this was one of those momentum-building games for the Hawks. Like, you know, they could look back at this game and say, you know what, uh, this was definitely a, a shift in the right direction. Uh, I know, like, defensively, it probably wasn't a, a perfect game, um, but I, I felt like the, the Hawks really fought in this one, and, you know, they came out victorious. Yeah, one, one stat that uh, catches my eye is the turnover battle. Uh, the Hawks first the Warriors into 14 turnovers uh, compared to the Hawks just eight. And one of the things we've talked about multiple times, Tim, is the fact that Atlanta has a lot of guys in in the top ranking as far as steals in this league. They're good at – they have active hands. They're good at getting to the passing lanes. But it's just that, you know, point of attack defense staying, staying in front of their man that the Hawks haven't been able to do this season. But forcing turnovers is one thing that this team is good at. And when they're able to do it, 
uh, with mostly live ball ones. Uh, that just bodes well for this team because we know, you know, Trey in transition, Jalen's finishing uh, on the fast break, uh, the way Onyeka, Kongu, and Clint Capella, both of them run the floor. This team is at its best when they're playing in tra- transition. And even DeJounte tonight, uh, when he got going late in the game, it was uh, off transition buckets. Yeah, and, and we'll start this one out. Um, the Haw- the Hawks offense, um, to start this one out, they just, you know, they look disorganized. And, and me and you brought that up as one of the keys um, is to make sure the offense stays organized where uh, guys were losing Curry, guys were losing Clay, And, you know, that ends up being easy buckets, um, you know, for Golden State. Um, the first points were scored on second chance points after a block. Um, Clay Thompson had five points to the Hawks, four points at this uh, point, you know, early in the first. Yeah, and it was pretty clear uh, from the Warriors' game plan standpoint that they were targeting Trey Young. They were trying to go after Trey, uh, posting Clay up three times in the first, I want to say, three minutes of the game. Uh, but uh, he, he was able to convert on a, uh, a few shots early. But you'll see a Clay really struggled in this game after those first few minutes of, of success. He shot four of 19 and two of 13 from deep uh, tonight. So not, not the greatest shooting night from Clay after that uh, kind of hot start in the first couple of minutes. But um, the Hawks kind of got in, got in rhythm a little bit uh, with the Jalen lob to Capella in traffic. I thought you know, Jalen actually had a three-play assist streak, uh, and that play started it. So you'd love to see the early initiation uh, from Jalen offensively. Yeah, and you could tell Kaminga, like, um, when Jalen was driving, they would send an extra guy to help um, because, you know, and, and Jalen did the right thing and finds the open guy that way. Um, one thing you could definitely tell in this game is the lack of size from Golden State. Um, the Hawks uh, definitely uh, capitalized on that all game long. Um, but at this point, Curry gets an M one in transition, and then Draymond Green hits a three, making it 15-10 um, Golden State. Yeah, you, you referenced the size advantage. Clint Capella immediately went to work and took advantage of that. Uh, he had eight of the 12 uh, Hawks first points and already had five rebounds, and they, they were just destroying Golden State on, on the boards early. And on paper, you want the Hawks to do that, and, and, and they did it. So they, they did their job they were, that they were supposed to. 16 of the first 19 points were in the paint for the Hawks, and that was one of the keys we brought up as well. Uh, the Warriors 29th in the NBA in blocks before this game. So uh, the, the Hawks knew they would have opportunities at the rim in the paint whenever they could get there, and they did it early and often in this one. Yeah, and uh, we watched Trey hit a, a fading three, and then um... – Man, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even want to talk about it. The sequence to end the first quarter in this game was absolutely nuts. You Like you said, 26-foot contested fading three from Trey uh, with like 1.2 seconds left on the clock. You're thinking, okay, let's head in the second quarter. No. Warriors rookie Lester Quinones. He had a great game. He set a career high early in this one, uh, even in the second quarter. But – a 45-foot half-court heave shot swishes through the net to give the Warriors a 33-28 lead after one. It really just like silenced the entire crowd in the arena after Trey had hit an amazing shot uh, on the other end. 
the Warriors were already five of 13 uh, from deep, which was not a good recipe if you're the Hawks uh, with, you know, with, with how prolific three point shooting there is, uh, we know their team is. Yeah. And I, I was there tonight after the trade three, it, 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 like the crowd got loud you could tell the Hawks fans were starting to get into it. And as I'm watching that ball fly from half court, I was like, no way. And I mean, it was nothing but net. I was like, oh, like it's going to end up being one of those nights for the Hawks. And, you know, um, um, he ends up setting his career high with 11. Um, he ends up hitting another three with 11. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, man, it's another role player coming out. And, and unfortunately, to the Hawks, for the Hawks, it's another role player out there you know, shining, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, he, you don't really see many career highs set at the beginning of the second quarter. But yeah, he already had 11 points and hit multiple threes. But it wasn't just Kenyonis off the bench. Uh, Brandon Pojemski also gave the Hawks a lot of problems. He was able to drive into the lane. I thought he played really under control for the Warriors in this one. Uh, he, They both were giving them good minutes off the bench. But after that, the Warriors kind of got into shot-chucking mode from beyond the arc, and the Hawks took advantage of this. They went on a 10-0 run. Uh, it's capitalized uh, with a, with the Jalen Johnson three to end that. They take a 40-38 to lead, and this was the stretch of the game where I felt like it kind of turned. The Hawks were able to maintain a lead for a, a long time during this stretch, I felt like. Now, it never was a blowout or, or in shape of, you know, the Warriors were going to go one way, the Hawks were going to go the other. But I felt like this was the point of the game that turned where the Hawks would have a steady lead, uh, just keeping the Warriors at bay just behind them for a good chunk of the game. Yeah, and then you got multiple air balls flying everywhere. Um, Quinones uh, shoots an air ball. Um, look, he ended up shooting two of them. Um, the guy behind me uh, during the game, he yells out heat check. And then he airballs it, and then he airballs another one, and I yell out heat check. It was probably one of the funniest things ever. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and then um, the Hawks uh, end up going double big lineup uh, with Sadiq Bay being out and the Warriors being smaller in size. Um, at this point, the Hawks just were dominating everything inside. Anything that came off the rim, either Nyeka was there or Clint was there. And, you know, that's nothing but good things for the Hawks. And they ended up tying up the game at 45. Yeah, back to that airball stretch for a little bit. I mean, but Bo, you saw you saw Bogey, a clay airball three. Bogey airballed a three and then almost airballed another one, barely grazing the rim. But it was just kind of uh, four or five possessions there where it's just strange from uh, what you see in the NBA right now. But uh, just after a slow start, DeJounte Murray seemed to come alive a bit to the middle of the second quarter. He was able to get uh, two buckets in transition, uh, one off a steal and then one off uh, just a long, a long rebound on a fast break. At this point, the Hawks were up 57 to 52. And I want to focus on this three by Steph because the shot clock was draining down and it looked like Steph was bottled up in the quarter. Trey was on him and he fades from – almost out of bounds near the corner. And there's nothing Trey Young can do but just stick your hands up and say, good shot at that point. And Steph, I feel like, made so many of those. And you have to if you get 60. 
Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous watching that man shoot the ball tonight. Um, every time you seen the ball leave his hand, it was like, oh, here we go again. Uh, I think he ended up shooting like 23 threes tonight. Um, and he was two points from his career high. Um, that, that for me, like, uh, <laughs> the Hawks dodge one. Uh, I, I felt like, uh, as, as you said earlier, like whenever Quinn Snyder's decided not to double Curry was probably one of the best decisions because if you commit that double, then you're giving their other players a chance to beat you where, you know, if it's just Curry going off, you, your odds are probably in your favor if the other guys are, you know, kind of at bay. Yeah, and we also know that Steph is one of the best off-ball players, scorers, shooters of, of all time. So doubling a guy who's not going to always have the ball in his hands. Now, he's going to have the ball most of the time, but but a good chunk of the time he's not. And doubling a guy like that forces the Hawks to have just such great communication on defense, knowing where to rotate, knowing to switch, uh, playing two and one, so on and so forth. So many details of that. And we know that that's that's not a strength of, of this team so far this season. So I think I think, yeah, back to that that decision, it, it was a good thing for the Hawks. But the Warriors in this game started four of nine from deep. But after that, they went five of 17. And that was that air, their airball stretch. It ended up being tied at 64 at halftime. And Clint Capella, man, 14 and 11 at halftime. You love to see that from Clint after, uh, honestly, a subpar performance, to say the least, uh, last night. Yeah, I felt like he struggled against Phoenix last night. And he came back and had a bounce back game. Uh, you know, Trey with uh, 12, uh, Steph had 19. Uh, Clay started out hot, uh, you know, but he ended up only being three of 10 from the field. Uh, I think he ended with only 10 points. Uh, you know, that's yep. that's something like what me and you were talking about. If you could hold the other guys at bay, because I felt like the defense, um, you know, we saw DeAndre Hunter uh, chasing Clay around. I thought he did a really good job. Um, uh, you saw Garrison Matthews for stretches chasing Clay around. And I thought both guys did a really good job at, at making his shots difficult. Um, normally when you have a shooter like Clay or Steph that are, you know, phenomenal three-point shooters, you, you know, you kind of, every once in a while, they're going to hit them no matter what. But I, I felt like, you know, DeAndre and Garrison both, both made Clay's shots uh, really difficult in this game. Yeah, for sure. As we move on to the second half here, Trey starts out with another three, and he's now 10 of 21 from three in his past two games. That That is – you love to see that from Trey. Uh, Phenomenal. Capella's continued his great work uh, to start the third with another offensive board and layup, and then we had more Trey Young defensive effort, picking the pocket of Jonathan Kaminga and then hitting a step-back three, and this was – uh, really to em uh, to end a 10-3 run for the Hawks, and they took a 74-67 lead early in the third quarter. Yeah, and for, um, you know, for the Hawks, I felt like at this stretch in the game, um, the Hawks could, you know, kind of run away with it. And Steph Curry um, was not going to let that happen, uh, unfortunately, in this game. But... You know, I felt like there was a chance for the Hawks. You know, both teams were on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. 
So I felt like there was definitely um, a, a chance for the Hawks to really um, create a gap, and it just never really happened. Um, early CC and OO lineups, um, Golden State shot 3 of 14. The Hawks shot 5 of 13 um, through the third. It was one of those things where – um, both teams kind of really struggled a little bit, and you know, normally we call the third quarter the death quarter for the Hawks just because you know they normally just underperform. But I felt like both teams kind of underperformed in the third, yeah, right after that, in the initial couple of possessions for sure. Uh, DeAndre Hunter got an and winning transition later in the third quarter and gave the Hawks their biggest lead of the night so far 84 to 76. Both teams at this point now had 13 offensive rebounds. The Hawks have a huge advantage in there in that category to start the game, but the Warriors kind of crept back in there and, and it definitely helped them stay in the game. Uh, uh, overall in this third quarter, like you were saying, both teams scored 25 points, definitely subpar for the offenses of both of these squads. And the game was tied at 89 heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the fourth quarter starts out with a Steph three and a Kamina, uh, Kaminga dunk you know, after a live ball turnover, um, you know, we've always talked about how turnovers in transition, definitely live ball turnovers are deadly in this game. And, you know, we saw, you know, Golden State had really put the pressure on the Hawks early in the fourth to, you know, kind of get things going. Uh, at that point, it was 107, 104. Um, Golden State goes on a 7-0 run, and the Hawks quickly tie it with a bogey three, uh, Euro and one, um, making it 110-109. And this, and, and after that bogey and one, Trey and Steph, this is this is what, if you were in the building, this is what you came to see. It was Trey Young, Trey Young and Steph Curry going at it, back-to-back threes for each other. Then Steph hits on Steph hits another three after that. Trey Young goes down, hits a layup. But these guys were just going back and forth, and that was really fun, uh, really fun sequence to watch there early in the fourth quarter. Uh, but after Quinn Snyder had called a timeout, the the famous Onyeka Kangu play uh, the, on the right side corner for a three, and we we've seen Quinn Snyder drop drop that play multiple times in the game now. Yeah, and Bogey is definitely the screener for OO every time. I swear to you, like you said in the last pod, Bogey is definitely the screener every time. Yeah, and it and the echo is rewarding Snyder and the, and the team. Make he's making it more often than not now. It seems over the past couple of weeks, um, and af, after this, the the sorry, sorry, geez, the the Hawks call timeout here, and I I did forget to mention this. Trace Jackson Davis in this game, he took a, he took uh, advantage of every single transition opportunity. I felt like he got he posted Onyeka Kangu. Onyeka had a great game, but this is one of those dunks where you're going to say, "Yeah, that that he, he definitely got put on a poster." He converted the and one, and that was kind of one of those moments where the Hawks again just not executing transition defense. Now, it, it wasn't so much in this total game that they didn't get back. But it was just, just not stopping the ball or picking up their man. They we they've had a lot of trouble doing that as of late. It seems like. Yeah, and I felt like uh, after that dunk, uh, Steph Curry got cooking uh, three straight possessions at that point. And 
you know, he had 40 points in the fourth quarter at, at this point. And, and, you know, it ends up being 121-119 Golden State. Um, but also something that uh, we saw against uh, Phoenix was the Hawks decided to close uh, within Yeka Okongwu instead of Clint Capella. Um, I felt like that was a really good decision. Um, just the the way uh, Anyeka was playing offensively, he was really aggressive with the rebounds too. With them being a small team, and I felt like it was a good decision. But Trey Young ends up causing um, Jonathan Kaminga to foul out with one minute left in this game, and I felt like that was the biggest momentum change. Um, for this point for the Hawks and, and you know as we uh, move on I'll be able to explain a little bit more why it, uh, Steve Kerr ended up going with Quinones with with how good he was playing he inserted him uh, into the closing lineup but uh, Steph Curry in this one 22 points in the final in the final quarter here was one of the was the most he'd ever scored in the in a final frame in his career and this this game, the only reason it was close is because of uh, because of Steph down the stretch. And he just he was just was actually insane. The war the Warriors took 50, 50 field goals, and Steph made twenty two of them. They made fifty, and Steph made twenty two. That's just that's just absurd. Yeah. So we'll we'll move into the last couple of possessions. Um, Trey Young hits two free throws as uh, Kaminga fouls out. Uh, Draymond ends up losing a turnover. Um, DeJounte Murray ends up missing a three. But Curry goes down with 14 seconds left and hits a driving floating jump shot to make it 123 to 121. And Mikey take it over for us. Yep. The Hawks get down the floor. Non All Star Trey Young gets doubled at half court. <laughs> uh, then he finds Jalen Johnson, and Jalen kind of hesitates for a minute. For a moment, he probably could have taken a midi right here, uh, but he shovels it to Deshante Murray. Murray one dribble pull up at the nail. That's his shot. Knocks down the mid ranger. That and funny enough, that was his first bucket in the fourth quarter. But it's not about how many you get; it's when you get them. And that was a clutch bucket uh, for Deshante Murray to tie the game at 123. And then coming down the court, everybody in the arena knew this ball was going to Steph Curry. The Hawks run him off the three-point line, and they make him take a fairly contested shot. He's fading away uh, in uh, the left side of the baseline and away from the basket. He tries to put a floater up over Jalen Johnson's outstretched arm, and he misses it. I thought the Hawks played a pretty good defense on that possession. Now, Steph will probably tell you he should have hit that shot, but but they did make it tough on him, I felt like. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll jump into overtime. And, you know, to start out overtime, Trey Young draws a charge. Uh, he ends up banging knees uh, Quin with Quinones. And um, the Hawks end up going on a 7-0 run uh, with DeJounte Murray um, just going bananas. At, at this point, you know what it was? DeJounte Murray time. It was for sure. And it was, it's so good. It's a luxury for the Hawks, honestly, to have Murray when it looked like Trey was deferring to him a little bit with that knee shaken up. 
Uh, don't know, you know, the extent of that. But regardless, Murray came through for sure. The Warriors were without a field goal in overtime uh, when the Hawks had an 11-0 run to start. I, they, they just dominated overtime, really. Yeah, and then, you know, Curry gets a layup and a three to cut it to six. Um, then DeJounte Murray finds a Nyaka Kongwu for a jam, and Jalen ends up getting a, a driving AM1 to seal this one off um, for the Hawks. And, man, th- this game was probably one of the craziest games I've ever been to just to watch live. You know, I've been to a lot of playoff games, but I don't know. It's just – the atmosphere in this game it was phenomenal um yeah you've seen now that this uh this the step performance i was in the building for lucas 73 point game uh we've seen some crazy individual performances over the past uh, couple times it's been fun to be in the being in the building to see those in person yeah and we'll go into the box score now um starting out with Let's go with um, uh, we'll go with Patty Mills. Seven minutes, no counting stats. Um, I, I felt like uh, Patty was just okay in, in in this one. Yeah, not 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 the greatest from Patty there. And for DeAndre Hunter, still on that strict minutes limit, coming off the bench, sixteen minutes, two of five from the from the field, two of five from the line, for one rebound, one steal, six points. I thought defensively, like you said, Tim. Uh, he did a pretty good job chasing uh, Clay, making it difficult for him. But offensively, he's definitely still getting into the flow of things. It, it, he kind of looks like just find, trying to regain that rhythm offensively. Yeah, uh, for DeAndre, you could definitely tell that, you know, there's there's still some fighting back from this injury that's going to have to take place. So, you know, for him, you know, it's good to see him back on the floor at least. Um Moving to Bogdan Bedanovich, uh, 37 minutes, 5 of 16 from the field, 2 of 10 from deep, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, um, 13 points. I, I thought Bogey played an okay, guy, uh, okay game. Um, I felt like his three-point efficiency probably could have been better. Um, Golden State did do a good job guarding him at the three-point line. Um but uh, I felt like he was just an okay game for Bogey. Yeah, he's normally gonna shoot. He's normally gonna shoot better than this. Uh, but on, we'll go to Onyeka Kongu next, and Onyeka could have easily been in consideration for the player of the game in this one. Thirty-six minutes, eight of twelve from the field, two of four from three, four of four from the line, sixteen boards, two blocks, twenty-two points, uh, season high in scoring for Onyeka, and this was. This was the game that you want Onyeka Kangu to take over. S- smaller matchup, uh, a team that's really versatile. They, they're going to run a lot, and you need a guy that's more mobile, can defend on the perimeter a little bit more like Onyeka, and he definitely delivered tonight. He closed the game o- over Capella, and while Capella really took things over in that first half, and now Kangu was good in the first half, but Capella was great. In the second half, Onyeka picked up Clint and just finished the game amazingly, I thought. Yeah, I thought Anyaka was phenomenal in this game. Um, moving to the starters, uh, Garrison Matthews, 16 minutes, 2 of 5 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep, 3 for 3 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 1 block, 8 points. 
Um, Garrison was uh, fair in this game. I, I felt like um, he didn't play a, as many minutes as I, I probably thought he was going to um, be in the starter. But you know, for me, I, I thought it was it was it was fair. It, it was it wasn't great, but it, or it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. I, I felt like he was just it was just a fair game. Gotcha. For Clint Capella, twenty five minutes, eight of eleven from the field, one of two from the line. 15 rebounds, two assists, 17 points. Capella was really good in this game. In, in 25 minutes, definitely to put up 17 and 15. Uh, that That's great for Capella. Definitely got got the Hawks off to a great start when the offense was kind of a little bit struggling there in the first couple of minutes. He really bailed the Hawks out with a lot of offensive rebounds. So uh, definitely in that first half, he, he was really, really someone that uh, was able to keep the Hawks in it despite some offensive struggles. Yeah, and uh, moving to uh, DeJounte Murray, um, 40 minutes, 9 of 24 from the field, 0 of 6 from deep, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 19 points. I felt like DJ really struggled in this game in some portions, um, but late in the fourth quarter in overtime, man, he really uh, kind of put the Hawks on his back and said, come on, guys, I'm going to lead you to the promised land because, um, you know, he he, he he definitely struggled in this game to um, start it out. And, you know, he, he closed it out real strong. But him having more assists than Trey Young in this game was crucial for them to, to find a way to win. For sure. Uh, as we go to Jalen Johnson here, 43 minutes. Nine of twenty from the field, two of six from downtown, one one of one from the line. Only one free throw for Jalen. Don't see that a lot. But thirteen rebounds, eight assists, one block, twenty-one points, two assists shy of his first career triple double. But Jalen, I thought in the first half he was pretty good. I mean, not spectacular, but in the second half definitely definitely put his uh, impact all over this game, and overall had, had a pretty good one. Yeah, I thought Jalen played really good in this game. Um, I really want him to get that first triple-double. Um, I thought he was going to have it, um, definitely with the early assist in this game, but uh, just came up a little bit short. Now, moving to the player of the game, Trey Young, uh, 42 minutes, uh, 12 of 21 from the field, 7 of 11 from deep, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 6 assists, 1 steal, um, 35 points, uh, another Trey Young, you know, masterclass. I felt like Trey in this game uh, had complete control. Um, I felt like, you know, Trey was making really great decisions, definitely shooting the ball and, you know, definitely finding his guys. Yeah, don't look now, but Trey is having a hot streak from deep. And whenever he has those, he runs off uh, a good streak of games more often than not. So look out for Trey to, to have a crazy run. Uh, over the next few, few weeks, hopefully. Yeah, and moving into the three keys, um, the Atlanta Hawks uh, take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Monday night, State Farm Arena. Um, you know, moving into the first key is to force their main guys, uh, Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, um, those guys out of the middle. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, both of those guys are really good mid-range shooters. Kawhi Leonard is probably the best mid-range, one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA. Um, so I'd like 
the Hawks to kind of move them off their spot and make them shoot more on the side than, you know, right out front. Yeah, and also I think that applies to James Harden as well. You don't want him uh, getting downhill in the middle. He's he's going to try to draw that contact, and if he gets into the paint or gets to operate in the middle of the floor, that's when he can cause havoc with this playmaking. So, yeah, definitely keep them out of the middle. And for the second key, it's going to be to get out and run. The Clippers are uh, a veteran team. It's not a secret. And the Hawks play play at their best when they're running. If they can generate some live ball turnovers like they have been doing so far this season, I think that bodes well for them. And they have to take advantage uh, of those. Something that they struggled with last – something that they struggled with, sorry, last game. But let's see if they can come back and do that this team because I think they're going to need it. Yeah, and the third key is going to be rebound. Um, Zubak is back. Uh, he made his first game back uh, tonight. Um, and that's, uh, you know, rebounding in this game for the Hawks was, you know, I felt like a positive, even though the game ended up being equal, probably at the end of it uh, with the rebounds. I felt like both uh, centers were pretty dominant inside. Um, with Zubak, uh, he's going to be a handful. So I, I, I need, um, you know, to make sure all the guys are boxing out and, you know, trying to keep him off the glass because he is a good rebounder himself. Yeah, and at the Clippers, with the Clippers game, the Hawks have a chance to make it a five-game win streak. That would be a season's best. So let's see if they can get it done. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at TinWizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.